the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Happy Monday, January 8th, one week away from my birthday. Yeah, I'll be 22 years old. Uh, 98.9 FM, The Answer, The Bruce Woolley Show. Jack Windsor here with you. Alan Rogers on the other side of the glass, keeping me online and on time. Temporarily, because <laughs> Mr. Murtaugh is having some car issues. Okay. Well, as long as you're here, we're going to have fun. Um, are you a football fan? <sighs> I played it. Yeah, me too. I love it. Me too. It's hard to watch now. Okay. It's hard to watch... College and high school were always my favorite. Yeah. You know, pro, I lost interest uh, as a lifelong Browns fan. When the kneeling started, yep. I stopped caring. So, it, I, okay, go no, ahead. You go ahead. You go ahead. And now that the NIL and the transfer portal has ruined college, yeah. in my opinion, for sure. I'm not the only one on a level of announcering that will admit that. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm the only one that will admit it out loud. Apparently, uh, people I know that are in the business news uh, that deal with sports, they, they can't don't, say it. They don't like it. Well, no. I mean, we're paying kids, and there's no backstop. There's no commitment. There's no hook. Take the word commitment out of this whole process. Yeah. Please. It doesn't matter anymore. It's They're a, money jumping. It, it's, it's the highest bidder. It's the highest bidder. And you can leave. I mean, if I were a coach... And they'll figure it out. People like Nick Saban, they're really smart. They'll figure it out. If um, Nick stays around. If he stays around. Well, look, they, they've got to create some they, They've got to create some guardrails, right? If, if you take these dollars, then you you have to be on the hook for A, B, and C. Make it painful for them to switch. To switch. A, and willy-nilly. And I, yeah. I use that word loosely. Again, I know these kids are putting their bodies on the line. They're, the universities are making gazillions on their name and sure. likeness. I get that. I, the college education. Stop calling student athletes, by the way, because that doesn't matter anymore. No, these these are these are amateur slash pro athletes, semi pro athletes, semi pro. Semi pro. Yep, hundred um, percent. And by the way, high school kids put their bodies on the line. Division three football players, division two, two football yeah, players, I know. pro football mm-hmm. players, division one college football is the place where we're supposed to believe that that they deserve to not have a long playoff, and they can't. They can't go through the rigors that everyone else above them and below them go through. What's the Division Three brackets? I, I followed um, Mount Union for a while because a kid from my high school played for them for a couple years. And I'm like, they've got this tournament bracket that's like regions, super regions. Yeah. And, you know, 36 schools or whatever. It's a crazy number. It, they and, play four or five games to win the whole shooting match. Yeah. So it's it's like essentially your Mount Union for – and honestly, I, I have not followed as closely the last couple of years – but they're for a, a decade plus solid. I mean, they were playing an f- extra four or five games a year. Yeah, I mean, they're, at the end, they're perennial powerhouse yep. in that division, and uh, they got knocked out in the second or third round this year. But they they're per- always 
playing extra games and putting their bodies on the line. I don't know why their bodies are less important than the D1. I've never understood this. Well, you've got your glasses on. You're just not an expert. We're, we're not experts. We don't understand it. Uh, word, word again for this. <laughs> oh, Jack, don't start that again this week. Sorry. That's okay. Uh, okay, so uh, football, first round uh, of the playoffs will start. And, uh, you know, I was at, to your point, I was at the Browns Bengals game yesterday and sitting up high near the 50 yard line. I love it because I can watch the X's and O's. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you get to see angles and things there that you don't get to see on TV. It was really cool. Uh, but, at some point during the game, you know, CareSource, I think, was sponsoring some event for kids. And they started with the, the Marxist speak, you know, systemic racism and equity. And, and I'm going, I, I don't want to see this. I, I, want, I came here to watch football. I don't. I don't want you involved in our communities, telling our kids that they are inherently racist. And was this at the game? This on was the at the game. Scoreboard or on something? the scoreboard? Oh, okay. So you know, I I struggle, and I remember standing there going, you know what, Jack? At some point, you're going to have to draw a line in the sand. And football's fun, uh, but are you going to support with your dollars this? I gave away all my Cleveland Brown stuff. I, 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 again, I have one of those Joe Thomas bobbleheads that somebody else got for me because yep. I went to the game. I gave it to a charity, to a friend of mine who has a bar in Marion, to auction it off to raise money for a charity. I, I'm done with it, you know. Yeah. Oh, by the way, yeah. if, the, if printing the words end racism in the end zone is effective, why hasn't it ended? <laughs> you ask these hard questions. I, I, <laughs> well, which is why, well, we'll get there in a second. Uh, so the playoffs are set. The Browns are in the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, Dave Logan Leap Leapin Doug Deacon Hike. If you know if you know where I'm going with that, I can't sing, so I will not sing. Uh, somewhere my daughter's screeching. My dad don't sing. Uh, Steelers. The Steelers made it. I know. Mike Tomlin. <laughs> so you know, with the uh, Texans defeating the Colts and the Jaguars losing to Tennessee, and by the way, Trevor Lawrence looked awful the last drive. He had two throws that uh, he, he didn't hit the broadside of a barn. Uh, he almost hit uh, Desmond Ritter or uh, Ritter deep uh, on a on a route that might have ended up tying the game, but he he overthrew it anyway. Uh, so Jaguars lost. Steelers are in. The Brownies are in. Uh, AFC first round bye belongs to the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, Steelers and Bills play. Dolphins and the Chiefs at Arrowhead. And the Browns go to Houston yep. to take on the C.J. Stroud Texans. The dude was 20 of 26, 264 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions, orchestrated a game-winning drive and made two off-balance, off-his-back-foot throws through ropes 30 to 40 years, uh, yards down the field. C.J. Stroud is impressive. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good kid, too. And he is a great kid. He is a great kid. Um I think he's. I think he's a lock for offensive uh, rookie of the year after that performance. And then uh, NFC, you've got a first round buy uh, for the San Francisco 49ers, the Fighting Bosas. Uh, the Packers are uh, playing them boys on the road. Rams and Lions and uh, Eagles are taking on uh, Mr. Moxie Baker Mayfield and the Buccaneers. <laughs> Baker Mayfield. 
So as as the as some of my Cleveland friends call him, Faker. Yeah. Faker Mayfield. He but, made great commercials though. I love. <laughs> he was funny. He's the Rocky Balboa of our time to me. He's just man. He's all spit and vinegar. He's just. Oh, he is. I, I love his heart. The guy put his body on the line for Cleveland. Um, and I don't recollect fully the the, the innards of the game. But if I remember correctly, he got the Browns to within about one drive of a Super Bowl, almost upset the Chiefs. Uh, yes, yeah. I mean that was unbelievable. Yeah. So uh, it's going to be interesting. I think right now the team, uh, far and away, um, that is, is super impressive, is the Ravens. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Um, you know their quarterback uh, has learned how to throw and not just rely solely on his legs. And that, man, they uh, they look tough. Who's your sweetheart? Who's your Cinderella? Who's your Heart warming. What, what's the word I'm looking for? Who's the or? The Browns. The oh. Browns and Joe Flacco. Okay. Uh, city of Cleveland. Um, you know, you've had you've had the uh, you had your team ripped away from you. Yeah. Uh, and then they go uh, to Baltimore and they win Super Bowls. <laughs> and it, wouldn't it be poetic justice for Joe Flacco to take on the Ravens, sure. the Browns to win the AFC, and then to go play whomever? Yeah. Uh, probably the. I, I would guess the 49ers at this point. My feel good. Yeah. Uh, aside from the Browns and all the injuries and the fact that they're there in spite of all that stuff, is the Detroit Lions. I And I'll tell you why. This is personal. Okay. Um, I got to know for a brief time William White, former Buckeye, mm-hmm. who played for the Lions. Yep. I was here when producing a show that we had and got to meet him through a friend, another friend of mine. What a wonderful human being. I was so inspired by his story because he was just had just announced that he had Lou Gehrig's and was starting to feel the effects. I actually went and played a round of golf with him. Nice. And he couldn't swing the club all the way. He could still putt and do short shots. But just in a brief time, I knew him. I, I was, I'm still inspired by his the way he handled this death sentence that was given him. That's and so, awesome. of course, he was a lifelong Detroit Lions. Yep. And so, and then they're doing. Amazing things. They are. I love their helmets. Not that one they played <laughs> yet. The yes one yesterday was awful, but their traditional helmet, that is a cool looking helmet. It is. It, and you know what would be interesting is they've swapped. So Jared Goff and yes. uh, our guy out there uh, in LA now, Stafford. Uh, Matthew Stafford. Uh, it's crazy that those two are playing each other. I mean, it really is. Yeah. Um, and, and for those of you listening, they've, sw- I mean, Jared Goff used to be with. The Rams and Matthew Stafford used to be with the Lions, and now the Rams and Lions are playing each other. All right, real quick, tonight the team up north will take on the Washington Huskies, both teams 14-0, in Houston for the College Football National Championship. Uh, The team up north, their last title, 97, Washington's in 1991. Kickoff tonight, 7.30 p.m. on ESPN or Fubo TV. And over and under, 56.5. Ishigan is favored by 4.5 points. How do you see it going? Uh, Probably Michigan. Okay. I'll never say that. I I don't want it to be. Yeah. I I don't either. It ended in a tie. (laughs) Hey, congratulations if uh, you recently got engaged, maybe on Christmas or New Year's Eve. And I know now you're looking for a venue or someone you care about, maybe a daughter or the, the, the girl who's uh, maid of honor you're going to be. They're looking for a venue. 
Well, let me tell you about the legacy on Possum Run. And uh, disclaimer, my wife and I run the business, my wife largely. So uh, choosing the legacy on Possum Run benefits us. Uh, but you're going to love it. You need to get over to the legacy on possumrun.com. You'll see why Ohioans from Cleveland to Columbus to Cincinnati are raving. It is uh, comprised of three beautifully unique spaces. There's an old heritage barn. Uh, there's a massive rustic uh, kind of bohemian-looking natural element space. And then there's a greenhouse. And uh, you can see pricing right on the website, so there's no guesswork. The calendar's there. There are still spots open for 24, but I'm telling you, if, you, if you're looking for 2024, you need to get there now because the spots are going to fill fast. In fact, there's an open house on January 27th. When you go to the legacy on possumrun.com, you can sign up, register RSVP for the January 27th open house. You'll get to see the space, and then you'll get to see a handful of the preferred vendors that are associated with uh, the Legacy on Possum Run. So the Legacy on Possum Run at thelegacyonpossumrun.com. Your legacy begins here. Speaking of legacy, Joe Biden is leaving a legacy of lies. Um, so – over the weekend, Saturday was the three-year anniversary of January 6th, and it really was kind of the coming out party. Actually, it was, it was Friday that he did it because he didn't want to do it Saturday. Uh, Joe Biden comes out and gives a speech on January 6th. And for weeks, I've told you that Biden and the Democrats, they have two things, orange man bad and abortion. And uh, there are, I think, six other states that will be have thrust upon them the same issue that Ohio had thrust upon it by the dark money group of uh, progressive billionaires, the, the dark money group that takes money from progressive billionaires and shuffles it around. Uh, these are the folks that put issue one on the Ohio ballot. There are about six other states where that's going to happen. So that might get people out to vote. And they're going to talk about protecting women's rights and reproductive health. And so, you know, abortion will be – by the way, Democrats will run abortion into the ground. When your message sucks – can I say that on air? Okay. When your message sucks, uh, you have to go to pulling the heartstrings, right, and lying and half-truthing. So anyway, I want to get back to this January 6th thing. Um. Did you have a chance, Alan, to hear the speech or do you – do you have any sentiment about Joe Biden essentially kicking off his campaign with January 6th was bad. We're arresting all of these insurrectionists. Donald Trump is going to get prosecuted, maybe go to jail, and I'm protecting our democracy. I mean, that's the thrust of it. I don't watch news. Okay. And I don't I don't have cable. I do have a Roku TV. I could watch some reruns of shows and of news. I, I just know it's lies and it's half truths and it's just using words and and in ways that really aren't meant to be using the word like insurrection because Donald Trump's never been charged with insurrection and yet they call him an insurrectionist. Uh, I just it's it's a tune out factor for me. I'm sorry. It's on par with the NFL right now. It's hard to watch. It's really hard to watch, and I, I think one of the things Biden talked about was 1,200 people being arrested, and he really paints that as these are people who were you know, um, tearing up the Capitol. Well, they were trespassing. Most of them have been charged with, with trespassing 
um, and, and no one has been charged with an insurrection. But one, one line of his speech was really interesting to me. He was talking about being at Valley Forge. He was talking about General George Washington. Uh, and Washington knew that he faced daunting tasks uh, to fight and win a war against the most powerful empire that existed. But he said his mission was clear. Liberty, not conquest. Freedom, not domination. National independence, not individual glory. Da, 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 da. Then he said this. America made a vow. Never again. Never again would we bow down to a king. And I thought, that's an interesting phrase to use. Never again is what we use to say we will never again allow a Holocaust. Holocaust, yeah. Genocide. Coming from a guy whose administration speaks out of both sides of their mouth about pro-Palestinian, anti-Israel mm-hmm. protests and students on campuses really promoting the genocide of Jewish people. It's a little bit interesting in, in word choice. But of course, um, the mainstream press is, is going to run with this. And, uh, you know, some flimsy writer uh, who has been in the game for about three decades here in Columbus, I think he's now with a TV station. Uh, said, you know, Donald Trump falsely calls January 6th Capitol riot patriotic and peaceful, says Joe Biden should release the January 6th hostages, uh, some of whom are imprisoned for assaulting police officers and others, calls Jack Smith the personification of evil. And I just had enough after I read that tweet. I've just, I've had enough with the false narrative. I've had enough with half-truthing. Now, I I actually tend to be with probably, I don't know how many percent. We'll go get into that report. There are new numbers out on how Republicans view January 6th. I'm not calling it an insurrection. I'll call it unrest. It's not an insurrection when Congress goes back to work three hours later. It's not an insurrection when the government is not dislodged and replaced with some coup. Is the word riot? Because that's the word they use, too. Uh, I, so I, I, I'm torn. Here, 844-TALK-989. How do you view it? Was it a riot? Was it unrest? Was it, a, was it an insurrection? I struggle because, you know, I, I don't buy into the dog and pony show of the January 6th commission. Um, I actually know that Ashley Babbitt was, was killed by Capitol Police. Um, and now there's some really disgusting people blaming that on Donald Trump, that it, it's Donald Trump that got her in that situation. And the blood is on his hands. Um, there were no murders by uh, people who attended. There were people who did breach the threshold and go into the Capitol. But there's also footage showing that the barriers had been removed by somebody. Who was it? Who, who, who removed the barriers? And who are the people that are sometimes opening the door for people to come on in? Um, I believe that there were people who were there because they felt like the election was going was, was being stolen. They felt like that there needed to be something done to make sure that the votes were counted properly. And in retrospect, by the way, there's a lot of information that was left out with respect to that election. Um, but if you trespassed, you should, you should do the, if you do the crime, you should do the time. Whatever happened to a fair and speedy trial? Well, there's my, there, therein is my, my issue. And I said to this guy, are, are you kidding me? How many hours of the 40,000 hours of January 6th footage 
have you watched? How many detainees who never had a speedy trial or fair jury have you reported on? And by the way, even if they committed the crime, they have a constitutional right to a speedy trial and a fair jury. But we don't care about that. Yeah. Uh, More on the other side of the break. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 